Welcome to the Artusimus Full Golf Podcast. Here are your hosts, Ryan McFadden and Paul Thomason. Thank you very much. We are back yet again on the Artusimus Full Golf Podcast. I am still Ryan. I'm still Paul. And we have today episode number 10. Number 10. Wow. 10 episodes. I was going to say it's a decade's worth of episodes, but that is not right. <laughs> that is not at all how that works. No, no. It's 10. I think of my favorite hockey player there, number 10, when I think of that. Dale Howarchuk. Sure. Absolutely. I thought number 10, like 10th anniversary, even though it's just 10th episode, was cheese. I thought it was cheese, which would have been oh. nice. Some Swiss, maybe. Huh? Or... But turns out it's tin. Tin? Ten. For oh. 10 there. So. Well, you're like the tin man. Yeah. No heart. So. No heart and squeaky. So <laughs> it is about right. But made a 10 episode, so not, uh, not too bad there. We... I haven't been canceled yet. We've not been canceled. Crunching the numbers, I guess. <laughs> we were able to get out last week there as we talked about to the uh, to the range, work on the game a bit. Uh, nice and early, uh, early go at it there. So that was pretty nice. good. Uh, this week up in Winnipeg, though, uh, we had a nice little plus 20 degree Celsius day and then followed it up with a minus 22 wind chill uh, snowstorm. So, Right, 24 hours later, which is nice. Which is nice little good there. change of pace. Yeah. The wind just showing up at a delightful 85 kilometers per hour. So, <laughs> Which is nice when there's snow. Yeah. That's a it's nice a, combo. It's about a six-club wind <laughs> if you were to tip it up there today. But. Yeah. And then, however, you factor the wind chill into the into your distance. <laughs> You'd have to take that into account. That's uh, quite true. Especially with our Titleist professional Miladas. In a few days from now, it'll be back to golf season. So, Well, I noticed, Ryan, that a lot of courses are saying Friday opening. I've seen that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the same. So that seems to be what many are doing uh, this year. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think it's going to be a April 2nd up here in Winnipeg. It's in a Boeing, I saw Kingswood. Uh, what else? Can you say any more? Oh, Labrokery. La, La Brokery National. Yeah. They're opening up. Everyone's looking at it uh, coming up pretty soon. So hopefully, I'll have some good on course reports for you coming up in future episodes. Really break down all of our birdies, so that'll take a long time. So we'll have some really long episodes coming up uh, in the spring here and summer. Oh, there so. will be many from the red tees, yeah, red tees, white tees, blue tees, black tees, any tees. <laughs> yeah, we do well, like to create our own hybrid courses sometimes if a hole is just not suiting the eye, you know. <laughs> that's up, true. We, up, up we often start rocks. on the blues on the first hole. That's oh, what yeah, good. yeah, and then we see how it goes. Mm-hmm. That was that's our eye. As long as there's still numbers on the scorecard and it hasn't gone to X's nope. and no, nope, we're still NAs, and we're 
<laughs> still did not show. Did not show. <laughs> but that's the nature of match play uh, sometimes when we play. And also this week, WGC match play was going down. Mm. A lot of upsets, Ryan. A lot of upsets. Mr. Billy Even Horschel. Billy Horschel, which was the FedEx Cup champion a few years back. 32nd ranked into the field here, defeated Scotty Scheffler in the finals, 30th ranked of the 64 players. Good win for him. That'll uh, reboot his career, I'm sure. Yeah, he, sh- he showed a few uh, glimpses there at um, the previous WGC, actually. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hanging around. Must showing, be returning to form. Yeah, showing some form and getting himself back to the Masters. He said that he wants to be a player that wins the Grand Slam. That was a controversial statement, I'm sure. Considering Dustin Johnson only has two majors, if you look at it like that. Billy Horschel's record in the majors is lacking <laughs> a bit. Uh, WGC, so two are champions. Yeah. He's, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine, yeah. Matt Kuchar also showing up this week out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He, yes. uh, I was wondering where he was this year. He, he uh, wasn't really playing uh, very well. And see, I wonder if his was he. Did he win the consolation match? He did win the consolation match to finish third over Victor Perez. Okay. Kuchar is fifty-second ranked coming in. Uh, into the week. No top 25s in this wraparound season, I believe, for, for Matty. No kidding. For Matty, yeah. He's been working on the swing, though. He's got the swing dialed in now. Okay. Apparently, he's still... Well, he's got to be getting a, on a little bit in age. Oh, he is, yeah. He is, he is. He's still he's smiling 20. every chance he gets, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Except when it comes time to pay the caddy. Then he's... Just, I, have to, I got other <laughs> obligations that week, but... You'd like to forget that happened, but it wasn't a WGC uh, event, actually. The one down in Mexico, I believe. That's right. Oddly enough. <laughs> but, uh, Canadian uh, Mackenzie Hughes did make the round of 16. Good week for him. He's uh, There's been a lot of Canadians that played well this week, Ryan. There has, and Mackenzie Hughes there, it's around the 16, but it gives him a tie for ninth, I think, is the technical finish there as far as world ranking points and everything like that. So right, that is pretty good for him. Yes, a good week for the Canadians. Adam Svensson over on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's his second win over on the Corn Ferry Tour. Not of the season, but second all-time. Mm-hmm. Well, that Kinda. pretty much guarantees his re- – his, uh, well, actually, I'm not going to say it's his return. Uh, did he play on the tour before with that other win? Uh, he did. He yeah, did, I think eh? he did have a season there, but uh, it was not a season to write home about. No, it's tough. It's tough to he get out, out there, there and get yeah. some good finishes and then yeah, yeah. reshuffle. And yeah, if you're it's all about status and uh, if you're not playing the big events, it's hard to compete. Yeah, in his post-round press conference, he was saying he was really dedicating himself to his play. He found he wasn't as dedicated as he could be, so it's paying off anyways for him. Oh, 
Maybe we should uh, listen to that advice. We should. We should have more post-round press conferences. I agree. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The background setup. Wendy's parking lot. Wendy's parking lot. <laughs> really break it down. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if they come on, on board for a sponsor uh, later in the season once our dollars start rolling into them. They're pretty good. Uh, Michael Glick <laughs> over at the Corrales Championship, which is won yes. by Joel Damon. Nice win for him. Uh, and then Michael Glick finished uh, tied for fourth. Yeah, he had a real good look at it there. I think he was he kind of blew a tire at the end, but still, I think his best finish on tour. He'll, yeah. uh, he'll learn from that. And he had a chance coming down the stretch there. Yeah, he needed a birdie on 18 to get into yeah. uh, a playoff, um, or would have forced a playoff. Okay, yeah, that's right. Well. Brooke Anderson over on the LPGA Tour, uh, top 10 as well. Yeah, she just seems to keep collecting those top 10s week in and week out. Yeah, so she's, she's been in the mix, so that's that's always good for a breakout uh, week. I got the ANA Invitational there. That's right, this first week, so See what can happen with that. It could be, uh, could be some – she's due for something anyways. Playing yeah, golf. that's right. That's right. I think just maybe one little, one little thing there in your swing. You never know. That nice to see you're trending though. Absolutely. Uh, Joel Damon getting the the job done there at Corrales. He seems to be a, a kind of a colorful character. <laughs> he does. He couldn't even Recent wear his, his traditional there. floppy hat on Sunday. He had to wear the normal <laughs> cap. I. Tuning into the broadcast, I'm like, who who is this? Yeah, who's this young man? <laughs> yeah. He put it on at the end there after after the win, but well, then it blew off at the trophy presentation. He <laughs> yeah. was chasing it. <laughs> yeah. Caddy had to get it. Uh, Joel Damon actually interesting a couple interesting items in his uh, golf bag. If we take a look yes. at what he was using for his win, a lot of the guys have uh, this ping G four twenty five. LST driver. A lot of guys have that in the bag. Yeah, yeah. I do like that driver. It does. Uh, it's mm-hmm. getting really good reviews. A lot of good buzz. Also has a three wood ping G four two five max. Hybrid. Now, this is maybe more our speed here. Ping answer hybrid. No kidding. Yeah. How old is that club? Two thousand and twelve. I think it's like. 2014-2015, but they did show a picture of it there at the after the round, and it looks like it's been hit. It's I, think he, had some... I think the word was he cracked the face and then got another one somewhere. It's just this club for whatever reason, and a 20-degree ping answer okay. hybrid is doing the trick for him. I like to see that. I like to see that guys kind of hold on to their clubs that have served them well instead of just keep switching, switching, switching. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. It doesn't happen all that often anymore, I don't think. It doesn't, you know. Like, a lot of guys just swap everything out and start brand new. But what was uh, Freddie Couples using there? An old three wood there forever S two H two. Well, way back, but the uh, FTI, that huh. square headed Callaway. What? He had that for a long time. He's 
geez, I might even still have it. I don't even know. I guess the story behind that was he was trying out some new shafts for three woods back when like they were just, they couldn't just interchange the shafts, oh, right. you know, they had, so they had this uh, TIQ yeah. for this, I think it was Fujikurs shaft uh, testing and he hit it and said, yeah, this is good. He said, okay, well, we'll get into your uh, shaft. We'll get into your club for next week. And I said, no, this is good. I'll take this club. And he's had that one forever. <laughs> I guess it sits a little closed too. It's like everything opposite that you would think, but. And he is the ball striker. Like I'm sure he just tears that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be worn out right in the center of that thing. <laughs> so you know, find an old gem and hang on to it. <laughs> Joel uh, and his irons, uh, some PGX irons, PXG, sorry. PXG uh, 0311. Generation okay. two irons, some PXG Sugar Daddy wedges. Oh, it's got a Scotty Cameron round back prototype putter and Tylos Pro V1 golf ball. There you go. I would be interested to see if that's the first PGA win with the, with that iron. I don't. That would be interesting. I don't remember that anyone, any prominent player winning with those well they signed yeah. a bunch of players there yeah recently eh? but or more than even the last few years but it was like zach johnson was in there i think billy horschel i think had them for a while but yeah. but actually winning with them that's a good question right i don't know whether just popped in my head for some reason no one recently has won with that ping answer hybrid though that much no that much no, we know no. 2015, anyways. <laughs> no. I'll probably be off to eBay to see if that's available. Like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Price yeah. is probably jacked up on the old ones now. <laughs> it's probably 85 bucks last week, and now. Yeah, now it's 200. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look a little look at last week on tour. Joel Damon, Billy Horschel at the match play of the Corrales Championship. A little bit of everything. This week on tour coming up, Paul. Preview to the our preliminary tournament to the Masters. It's always an interesting one. We have the Valero Texas Open. That's turned into be a pretty strong field. TPC San Antonio. Glory's yeah. last chance to get into the Masters. That's right. Ricky Fowler in particular is uh, some focus on him. Okay. His last shot to get uh, into the Masters. His world ranking must be slipping. It's a, it's slipping constantly, yeah. Like more of a avalanche. Needs a lot of things to come together <laughs> this week. Well, he needs to fight uh, Nick Faldo, I think. That's true. Uh, Corey Connor is actually defending. I guess right. I was gonna say he he won, but I uh, <laughs> the last one was canceled. So after Monday qualifying, 2019, Royal mm-hmm. Texas Open, winning, he's done okay for himself, and he's and he's uh, done fairly well since then too. He has. I'd say he's on form. I would say. Yeah. So we're we'll looking at him this week. Looking at him. 
pretty good field. We've got Tony Finau on the field. Jordan Spieth. Now, if Jordan Spieth mm-hmm. contends slash wins the Texas Open, what is the Masters buzz going to be for Jordan? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to be right up there. He's past winner. He's, man, should have won maybe three times there. So that's kind of an interesting story. He's He must really have found something. Yeah, he has, and there's, there'll be a little big focus on him uh, at Augusta for sure. And, of course, uh, defending champion. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves with the Masters, but uh, Dustin Johnson defending his November title. <laughs> yeah, he will be. He was... A late entry into the field and then withdrew from the Texas Open. So he's not playing this week. So it's kind of interesting. Mm. He was a Friday afternoon commitment to the field, which is a very kind of last chance they can if they're playing that event week before. And then withdrew just on uh, Monday, I think. Sunday. We're almost right at the end of the match play. So I don't know if there's some uh, injury concerns or just something going on yeah. there so well maybe there'll be more more to see there with that story there might be so we'll see if uh, Ricky can get it done yeah I guess he would probably almost have to finish one or two there eh to get in he has to win yeah yeah well, to win to get in. No pressure, Ricky. No. But you never know. No. Could come you together. But... That's right. She'll see who takes that one down. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is also at uh, Texas with uh, Jordan Spieth there, college. And, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooch will be playing this week as well. So we'll see if Cooch mm-hmm. is going to be back in there. Should be interesting. Yeah, it's a good, good, good golf course, good tournament. Davis Love is in the field. Wow, that's it. Sorry to leave that so late for you. I think no, I know, but I think we really, really put a lot of pressure on him last week, and our dear friend, Mister Pride, and the. they were unfortunately did not make the cut last week, but uh, they did not. Uh, Dicky down the stretch there, he uh, made one birdie in his last four to make the cut. There didn't quite uh, didn't quite happen for him. No. And Davis just kind of hung around, hung around. This wasn't happening for him, but see if we find something here coming up. Mm-hmm. You just you just never know. You never know. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say how a, a 56-year-old will, will do uh, against these young guys, but uh, we always uh, we always like to, to look at that and, and hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Phil Mickelson in the field as well. He usually likes to play the week before the Masters. Doesn't like to get uh, too cold going into the event, so... Yeah, he always he always does that. Uh, he must have done that his whole career, and it's served him well. Great record there. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. Okay. 
as we head into the Masters. Now time for a look back at a classic. This week, Paul, in the spirit of the upcoming Texas Open, uh-huh. we are looking back when it used to be called the La Cantera Texas Open. They used to play over La Cantera Golf, Golf Club. Okay. The year is 1997. Okay. Second win on tour. He's, he's lumpy. Come he's on. our boy, Mr. Tim Heron, a second win on tour. Why did that not come to me? A fantastic win for Mr. Heron. Oh. Second win on tour. September 21st. 1997. Seems like yesterday. Seems like yesterday. That's true. <laughs> I mark it on my calendar. The $1.4 million purse for this event. $242,000 to the winner <laughs> in 1997. Well. Now, Lumpy here yeah. was 17-under par. Winning by two shots over Rick Fair and Brent Guyberger. Oh, no kidding. One of our favorites, Duffy Waldorf, alone in fourth. One of your favorites for height, body type, Craig Perry, fifth. <laughs> one of your well favorites, alone in fifth as well. Dickie Pride uh, did not make the cut. He was in the event, though. Eh? Well, so. All that matters. Not too bad at all. Some nice other names in the field. Paul Stankowski. Oh. Len Matisse. Ah. One of our favorites there, Len. Scott Dunlap. Former winner up here in Manitoba, I believe, of the National right. Open. Kenzie Tour alumni. Ted Treba, Charlie Reimer. You know, some of our favorites were in this event here. They had 81 people make the cut. This is when a lot of people could make the cut. Well, they got to divvy up that 1.4 million. Yeah, so it's going pretty deep there on the field. <laughs> I don't know what uh, 81st paid, but uh, I'm pretty sure nowadays if you miss the cut, you might get more than that. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, <laughs> lumpy second of his is it four wins on tour, Paul. Well, I know the Honda that one sticks out. Yes, yep. No, nope, we'll have to get our uh, our researchers on this. This is something that we should. Uh, it was four, it was four wins. Yeah, it was four. Okay, yeah, this is the second of his four. Thanks for that info. No problem. I was kind of teeing up to myself, I had in front of me, but. Honda Classic was his first win in 96. Mm-hmm. Also winning Bay Hill in 1999 and Colonial in 2006. So he's got these uh, piggybacking two Texas events and two uh, Florida events mm-hmm. for our Minnesota neighbor there. You got that right. It's quite a nice little fall season win for. Uh, for Lumpy back in 1997. Oh, he's a young man back then. Well, I don't know the math, but he's 51 now, so 
We'll figure that math out. 27. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Lumpy. Hey, Ryan, you remember when uh, Lumpy was doing commercials back for the uh, PJ Tour? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. And there was that one where Pardovic was working out in a gym and Lumpy was looking through the window at him and he was eating a hot dog. I'm sure he remembers that one. That yes. was a great commercial. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to spend... Okay, we, we're going to find that. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. We'll uh, put a link to it on uh, Twitter somewhere. We got to find that. I want to see that one. Mm. I can see classic? it in my I head. It's like yeah, a, yeah. Like it's an HD in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can okay. see Jesper there too. I just giving her a, on the bike <laughs> or something. <laughs> ah, classic lump. Yeah. <laughs> Nice little win and a nice little look back at classic time with Lumpy. <laughs> now time for 1990s. What's in the bag? Well, this is always my favorite segment, Ryan. I'm curious, again, what gem you have uh, for our listeners. Well, the spirit of the master is coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. We have someone who we'll be hearing from during the Masters and is a two-time champion of the Masters. Wow. Sir. Uh, sir. Oh. Sir Nick Faldo. I, I have to correct you. Three-time winner of the Masters. 89. Yeah. 90. 97. But he beat Greg Norman. 96. 96. 96. Yeah. 96. Three times. Did I say two times? Three times. Yeah. Of course, three times. What was I thinking? I think you did. I did. No, no. Two back to back. Right. And then ninety six. You yeah. That's right. Forget you about stole that one. It from uh, from poor old Greg there. That's right. That's right. Sixty seven to Greg's seventy eight or something. Three time Masters champion. Yeah. Hello. That's why he's a sir. He first reached. Number one in the world, mm -hmm. September 1990. Wow. He had a deal going at the time with, it was set up to go to Wilson, but all he had was a Wilson golf bag. In the bag, though, in the bag. Driver, McGregor, Iomatic persimmon driver. Ah, uh, I remember those. Matching. Through it. Uh oh. Some Mizuno irons, tiny blades. The model is TN87, which sounds really small. Probably sounds for tiny, <laughs> tiny. <It's>, <laughs> from that's 1987. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he had a two iron. Who's your pitch, much? 
wedges, some Mizuno Tour Proven wedges in 55 and 60. So he hit in the 60, 1990. It's okay. not too bad. Yeah. Did he have an answer hybrid? Is that in there? Um, there's no word on that right now. Okay. That report is not in. This is a courtesy of nationalclubgolfer.com. Oh. Have some interesting facts. They That's like funny provide. with the bag and the, the non matching clubs, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was not like, ready to give up on that. What, yeah. Uh, what exactly is he advertising for Wilson? Look at our Wilson bags. These giant leather staff bags that we don't actually sell. Yeah. <laughs> A little tailor made TPA putter. Okay. And a lovely Titleist Tour Balada 90 golf ball. Uh, way to go, Nick. That was 1990, you say? 1990. Okay. With the I wonder if he has... Uh, he must have uh, quite the collection of artifacts and equipment that he's used over the years. He was quite the... Quite the student of the game, that's for sure. Probably has a lot of Wilson clubs that never got out of the garage. <laughs> Guess <Yeah. laughs> that's right. Brand new, still in the wrapper. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Nicky's is interesting because he was not exactly a approachable. You know, in his prime, was not a, a personality that was endearing to the public, and then. He later in life became quite affable and, uh, you know, when he's in his broadcasting career is, is quite likable and, and humorous and kind of a, a big switch there in his, in his personality. It's nice to see. Yeah, you, you never would have thought it uh, the way he was on the course, just focused and mm -hmm. no ups, no downs really or anything. But now uh, he'll be on the Masters broadcast. Jimmy Nance. Yeah. They're a good job with their... With a great Jim Nance. 43 professional wins for Nick Price. Nick Price, Nick Faldo. I used to do that back um, in the 90s too. Nick Price and Nick Faldo were always mixed up. Yeah. There's a time there where they were winning everything. Yeah. It was, no matter <laughs> what, a Nick was winning. <laughs> yeah, there's a long time like that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if one of us ever gains the rank of sir at one point. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't hold your breath. Maybe our first match, I think, whoever wins at the end for the Maybe like a knighting ceremony or that yeah, like with a Scotty Cameron putter or something. At least for the week. Referred okay. to Sir or something, maybe. Well, well our first match of the year. Uh, we'll maybe have to do that. Absolutely. Looking out at the window today, it doesn't seem like Friday is realistic, but <laughs> things we'll change. We'll get out there. Yeah. And that was another 1990s. What's in the bag? Thank you once again for joining us. As always, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TwoSumasFull, Facebook at TwoSumasFull, or email us anytime at TwoSumasFull at gmail.com.
Thank you guys for joining us for our 10th episode and uh, really be looking forward to our 11th when uh, we've got more Masters talk. Hey, right? Looking forward to that. Big week next week. Big Masters preview. We'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Dick. Go, Davis. <laughs> <laughs>